0: Why? <tries>
1: to the Extreme ECW live cast, and this is episode 24, where J.V. and I are covering Hardcore TV episodes 50 and 51 from March 29th and April 5th of 1994, and this is our one-year anniversary. I'm Mike Pru, and as I said, I'm always joined by J.V. J.V., what's up?
2: Nothing much, man. Fucking yard work season.
1: Yard work uh, season falls yeah.
2: off out there the past couple days.
1: And you're always a you're always a yard work kind of guy, but not by choice. But before this show started recording, you got fucked. You got fucked by hand wipe services of the United States.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so I
2: fucking <laughs> I ordered wipes from like some kind of shady website, but they had. not good reviews, like I checked them out, better business Bureau, all that shit, bbbin.com so like back in April, I ordered fucking wet wipes I was supposed to get five packages of 24 counts, so you figure like 120 or whatever the fuck the math is um, hand wipes, wet wipes, so I've been waiting, I kind of forgot I ordered them, so I got a fucking package in the mail today little first pass, first class package envelope, like those little bubble mailers, like what the fuck is this it says pharmacy plus on the front Directed to my name, my address. And I was like afraid to open it with everything going on. I'm like, ah, is this fucking, you know, anthrax all over again? <laughs> and uh, so trying to figure it out at Google, they couldn't figure it out. So pre-call me and Mike are talking and Mike's like, oh, maybe they're wet wipes. I'm like, holy fuck. What are the chances? Like, yeah, that's right. I ordered wet wipes or wet ones over a fucking month ago now. And um, yeah, they fucking fucked me. They sent me six. I paid $67. Thought I was getting 120. They sent me six individual little minis. So That's
1: fucked up.
2: hate mail. <laughs>
1: oh man,
2: <laughs> Brad, If I don't hear from you in 48 hours, i will going to PayPal. That's get bu- my fucking fuck. money back. Yeah, it's like, what do we do? Negotiate? Are they just give you be like, all right, well, we owe you like 60 bucks because it's like seven dollars or three dollars, whatever the fuck it is for six of them. Like, what are they gonna do? I swear, yeah, they're not I- even the ones I ordered. They're fucking. They got aloe in them and shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you don't want aloe. <laughs> like,
2: no, I just want fucking regular ones that I could keep in my car so we like, whenever I do shit, I can wipe my hands because that's life now, apparently. And uh, yeah, they fucked me. They sent me six.
1: Fucking bullshit.
2: Pharmacy Plus out fuck in fucking New York. A preferred Pharmacy Plus was the name of
1: it. Whatever. Right Whatever.
2: Well, fucking scumbags.
1: <laughs> no. Hey, but that's some bullshit. That's something that was actually just going on, so that's live and in color yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with what's going on in our lives as we kick off this show. And again, this is our anniversary show. JV and I started this show one year ago on the Book in the Territory Patreon feed, and Mike Mills was gracious enough to let us join the podcast feed on the $5 tier. And as I said a year ago, I was bugging <laughs> Mike Mills. Hey, let's do a show, let's do a show. And he's up to his ass in shows. And he continues to be up his ass in shows. And he said, well, you you and JV do the bottom line wrestling cast. So I, I trust you guys with doing whatever you want to do. And we'll, we'll put you on this. And this was the project that I wanted to do as ECW. It was one of the things that I loved as a... 12 year old 13 year old in my childhood it was also something that jv my best friend didn't give a shit about (laughs) he didn't really (laughs) watch it (laughs) so and we did our bottom line wrestling cast for about a year at the point where this was coming up and jv said ah yeah fuck it. i never watched it so let's do it so jv's perspective is brand new to the whole thing really and what we're covering is still kind of brand new to me because I, watched, I wasn't watching 93, 94. I didn't really get into anything until 96, and then I went back to 95. So I'm aware of 95, 96, 97, and beyond that. But this is all new to us, and I thought this would be a great podcast for us to do. And thanks to Mike and Booking the Territory for letting us joining the family. And we are really... The first, actually we are, we are the first separate group of podcasters to have the show on Booking the Territory. Every other show on Booking the Territory has Mike Mills. This is the only show that does not have Mike Mills. So, oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yes. So he give us full trust that, all right, I think my fans will like you our, our Booking the Territory crew will like you. And he's he's told me numerous times that he's never got a complaint about the show. The only complaints that he's ever got was, oh, I can't get into early ECW. Nothing bad about Mike and JV. And if anything, it's been, oh, Mike and JV are great, I just don't like ECW 93, 94. So, and a lot of people can't wait for 95 and 96. So That's us. fucking great. You know? We turn chicken salad and uh no, no, <laughs> we turn chicken shit into chicken salad <laughs> but whatever. So thanks guys for supporting us. and things are obviously going to get better because we're in 1994, and we're heading through the spring now. We are one year through. We got through that tough year. And I enjoyed that first year, even though if I went back and watched any of those episodes, they would suck. But if I went back and listened to our commentary over those episodes, it, I think I would like them better. <laughs> just listening to myself, and that's like kind of like a narcissistic thing to say, but <laughs> yeah it is. I'd rather just fucking listen to me and you talking <laughs> those matches than the way they were. And I hope everybody else enjoyed that also. And it seems like some of you have. Especially those of you that are listening right now. You have. (laughs) So with that said, thank you. It's one year. Love it. Thank you. And now we move on. And we're going to wrap up. Finish this year. Get to April 5th. And just to make note is that the first episode we covered was April 6th of 1993. So we're going to get to April 5th, 1994. So that'll bring us one year through. And you'll see that, you know, the production has changed. So much has changed. So I just want to bring that all out. But before we get into the crux of this episode, check us out on another show. Our big show. That's part of why we do this show, is that Mike Mills wanted to help us promote our other show, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, The Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I know many of you guys that listen to Booking the Territory maybe not be WWF fans. But keep in mind, JV and I bring our perspective to that career, to WWE at that time, with the same kind of humor and... Bullshitting that we do. So, if you like our bullshitting, check out that show, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And we've done over 100 episodes, watch alongs, over 70 chronological episodes of Stone Cold's career, all available. So, check that out. It's The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And this week, coming up on Wednesday, as this episode drops, we are doing episode 72, and it's January of 2001, and we are leading up to the Royal Rumble of 2001. So, check that out. Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Okay, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of this next episode, before we start to watch along as we always do, previously, Taz won the TV title from Sabu. That That was a great match. JV, you remember that match, right? Two weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Fucking Taz. Oh, yeah. Tasmaniac. But he's not looking like Tasmaniac as much anymore. He's slowly breaking away from Tasmaniac.
2: Yeah, he's slowly getting away from his fucking jungle monster
1: look or whatever it is. <laughs> right. And he he got rid of the face paint. He's still wearing the jungle gym fucking costume. You know, yeah. George of the Jungle, whatever you want to call it. He's still wearing that, but slowly...
2: If ever from Ace Ventura, he looks like he's from, like, the Wachutu tribe.
1: (laughs) Bumblebee tuna. (laughs) All right, so Taz wins the TV title from Sabu. But then Taz is going to also defend it against J.T. Smith. Oh, boy. J.T. stuttering Smith. And J.T. Smith. J.T. Smith. (laughs) If we were great at freaking like creating audio, that would be a fucking thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's JT Smith. (laughs) If any of your listeners out there know how to make good sound clips and music, create the new (laughs) JT Smith entrance music. J J T Smith.
2: If you have a stutter and you're a listener, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I guess. (laughs)
1: Shit. All right,
2: where are we at here? Anyway. Ready to get these these people listened and lined up here?
1: Not quite yet. So, J.T. Smith wins it. Great for him. We love J.T. Smith. And he's, he's the new TV champion. But before we get to going to our episode, I do want to shout out. And we don't always get these shout outs. So, this is one of the first segments of a shout out. And I want to encourage that. Any of you listeners, we have the Twitter at Streamcast, where you can tweet out to us, and it's been a year, and not a lot of people reach out. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a thing that people often like to do, unless it's being retweeted and you know other people, big people are following it. But for small shows like this, especially small shows, small segment, we're just a little part of booking the territory. So I understand that. But we do have some followers. And some followers are starting to tweet to us. So I want to give recognition whenever somebody tweets out to us. And one of our biggest supporters right from day one has been Rick Beebe. And Rick Beebe reached out to us on May 7th on Twitter. And JV had mentioned something about the Ayatollah Rock and and Roller being used as an as an entrance for one of the wrestlers. I don't remember which I think one. It was, it was Rock and
2: Rebel used it. Oh, and I was like, right. ah the Jericho steal it from them like ah That's right. We forgot where it had come from prior to that in good old Rick came through with that knowledge and it's from Mad Max. Mad Max two Yes, Mad Max two, which is the better one. <laughs> yes it is. It's the best one I think I've seen them all and I think that's even though the recent one with Tom Hardy I thought it was really good. I like that one too. We saw that together, didn't we? Yes, In Mansfield Road. Yes, yeah. we did. Yep. But um, no, that was a yeah. Uh, what's his face? Um, Lord, Lord hum- Humongous.
1: Where are you? Right when Lord Humongous is announced, that's when they say he is the Ayatollah of rock and Roller.
2: That's such a badass character. And then Lord Humongous it used to be my profile picture
1: on something for a while. <laughs> well, it's a badass image too. You yeah. Know? But, JV, I know you're not always keeping up with all the wrestling things. You're not as, you know, old-school wrestling, retro kind of guy, you know. <laughs> you just love wrestling in your own way and whatever. <laughs> Thanks. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> it. I'm just more of a geek with wrestling than you are with, <laughs> yes. with other things. So, But do you know? You might know this, though. Do you know... Who used the name Lord Humongous as a wrestler?
2: Um, so a re- someone used it as a name and as a yeah. wrestler. Yep. I will say had to be someone big. Uh... Don't look it up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, 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 looking it up. My hands are right here. I was, I can't think. Glenn
1: Jacobs. That's a good guess because he looks like him in a way. He's just yeah. as big, but it would be earlier. So I'll give you say. Glenn Jacobs, five years before. Elegante? Sid Justice. Sid Vicious.
2: Oh, Sid Justice. That works perfect for him. Dude is fucking jacked.
1: It would have been him? He was Lord Humongous. That was his first, fucking like, one names. of his first names. Lord Humongous. And I, and I, I didn't mean to shit on you. Like,
2: I, I, wasn't, you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I wasn't trying to, like, shit on you wrestling, whatever. I just know, like, you don't look up the little shit, you know?
2: No, I know. I didn't. I was just fucking <laughs> joking. But, um,. Yeah,
1: so yeah, obviously that didn't last. No, not at all. <laughs> but thanks Rick Beame for giving us something to talk about right before we start the ECW live cast with our first episode this week and it's ECW Hardcore TV episode 50 from March 29th in 1994. It's a short one and I believe last time two we- uh yeah, two weeks ago I said we we're going to do three episodes we're just going to do the two episodes this week. And, you know, time is not always on our side. <laughs> you would think so at this time that, oh, you got plenty of time. Well, no, we don't. Okay, so we're going to do the two. We'll, we'll keep it at two because that's normal. I don't want, I don't want you guys to listen for fucking three hours long, whatever. We have another show. You can listen to that. So. We're going to start with this first episode, we'll do the next one, and we'll call it a week at that. So it's March 29th, 1994, ECW Hardcore TV, episode 50, and JV, are you about set up on that episode?
2: I'm ready. This is a 29 minute and 14 second um, video on the WWE Network, <laughs> so I'm ready. All right, JV's pulling out Make his... Make sure our listeners are ready. Maddie in the house. Here. <laughs> kick kicked my feet down, and I'm fucking kicked up on the table and shit. Now I'm ready. All
1: right, just to give you guys a little preview of what we're getting into, it looks like a whole lot of fucking highlight packages and maybe only two matches, and I don't know how much we're going to see of those two matches. So we'll try to play the promos, But the current trend with ECW Hardcore TV is to have promos last like 10 seconds and then they move on. So we'll see what we can do and we'll try to explain it as best as we can as it goes through. So I'll give you the countdown as usual. I'll go five down to one this time and say play. We all click play. So Let's get ready. And If you need to pause me, just pause me and we'll be right back with the countdown. Five, four, three, two, play. Oh, look at this fucking wow! Music, oh, Ultimate Jeopardy. We get the steel cage. Oh, Maddie in the house. Maddie in the house was Negan jacket. And they're just showing us clips from the big match at Ultimate Jeopardy, which we ran through two weeks ago on this on this show. Ran through the results. Enemy loses this match.
2: They will the I fucking hat.
1: So badass.
2: So cool how he sits so high in his head. Alright, let's do a let's do a check
1: here. Where are you at? Alright, I'm at 39 forty. Forty a One second ahead of you. Alright, so that should be good for everybody. Yeah. Not even a full second. Taz doing a nice suplex Ooh. to rock a rock. Uncle Rocco. Kevin Sullivan's running into the. Oh, actually, he avoids the ring. And there's a cage open, so he just lets himself right in heck. here. Oof. Kick to the gut to Rocco Rock as he battles Johnny Grunge. Tasmanian is outside the ring now, beating up Johnny Grunge. So we that have fucking a fucking
2: Bam Bam's fucking ranch. <laughs> uh,
0: Mr. Hughes Funk here. with fan
2: background. Fucking Ray Bans from 1994.
1: Yeah, Todd Gordon. We he did have those sunglasses on last week, last episode. Ah, you uh, Jason. Jv's. Guy sucks. Beck Noir, his arch nemesis is Jason. <laughs> Who is he?
2: What's that guy's? What's his name from The Mask? The Mask's name? Something Ipkiss. Stanley. Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley <laughs> Ipkiss Blazer.
1: Yes. Ah, you fucking missed the Hughes. Oh, what was that big line? Smokin'. <laughs> yes.
2: That was so obvious. Here comes fucking Road Warriors. Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Speeches? Who's that behind him? Well, oh, that's just the old lady.
1: Oh, if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you'd understand this now. At this time, in 1994, Animal was fed up with Hawk. Like, fuck you, man. Do your own shit.
2: I gotta call Comcast and get Vice because I'm f- I am need to fucking watch all this shit. And you they don't have Vice? Five bucks an episode. I don't know why I don't have Vice. I pay like $200 a fucking month in cable. How the fuck
1: do you not have Vice? No idea. I live in the same fucking town as you. And pay regular I get a fuck. Wow. A fucking vice.
2: Well, most At top of- internet, no vice. Give me a break.
1: Well one of our listeners hey, had pointed out that you can find most of the episodes on YouTube somewhere if you wanted to.
2: You think Maddie in the house knows now that hey, I wore that jacket? <laughs> He's a walking dead then. <laughs> Mr. Hughes backing down the ref here.
1: This is a fucking crazy opening.
2: Yeah, it is. Is that Shane Douglas? Right.
1: Yeah, Shane Douglas is in the ring. He will
2: lose. He will be the fucking shitty early 90s colors on stuff. Like shit brown building.
1: White. Yeah, brown building. We're at the music fair. I know they cut to Terry Funk. We've heard this, but. All dry blood. Yeah, let's try to listen to
3: him.
4: Because <laughs> we're here. And
1: we're here to stay. Oh, shit. Shane Douglas is tying. Oh, this is what I talked about two weeks ago. That This is one of the reasons why I thought this wasn't going to be shown. Is that Shane Douglas wrapped a bag around Terry Funk's head. And here it is. They're actually showing it to us. So this is most controversial woman at the time. He's got a bag tied around Terry Funk's head. And he's going to nail him with a pile driver right now. Whew. Is it
2: a plastic bag? Uh, I don't
1: like. We can't when tell.
2: Mom says "When you were a kid, don't wear plastic bag. Don't put plastic bag on your head."
1: <laughs> yeah, And Terry Funk's like twitching his toes. Look at his toe. He's just twitching. Like ah. ah. <laughs> Good selling. So, from this match, Shane Douglas is the new ECW Heavyweight Champion. Yes! In March of 1994. Fuck yeah, good music. And it's JV's favorite entrance music, opening music theme. Bump, bump, oh woman. It's so strange how it bounces back every once in a while. Yeah, they should just use this one every time. It's the network, it's the WWE Network. They haven't gotten through everything. But they edited this one down a shit ton, 29 minutes they got rid of, like, fucking 17 minutes of shit from this episode. What did they get rid of? They must have done a lot of local promos. And, like, oh, coming to, you know, Pennsylvania school. What the fuck, you know? Oh, Maddie's in the house. Let's listen to him. Let's try to the lay out.
3: They're getting crazy. Bunkers! We wee, wee. Wee. Take this one! You have a new heavyweight champ. His name, the franchise, Shane Douglas. More about him later in the show. You have a new TV champ. You saw it here last week. That's right here. J.T. Smith, Philadelphia's own J.T. Smith, new TV champ. And you have new tag team champions. Their name's the public enemy. The hoodies, the dudes nobody likes. But the night before, they won the tag team title. They had a face, Ron and Don Harris. The Bruise Brothers, the biggest dudes in the ECW. Now they're twins, and they're twice as large. Yet, the public enemy has the titles. Let's go to the night before they won those titles. Let's go to the Bruise Brothers versus enemy. Here we go.
0: If, if their mother's
1: son- All right. Good. I like Maddie in the house. Yeah, Maddie's awesome. Like, Yeah, we always talk about how we love matting the House, but I like how we introduce the match like that. Setting it up. Like, this is what happened with the Bruise Brothers. This is what's going on with Public Enemy. The Public Enemy is the tag team champions. Now they're going to go up against these big brutes. Ron and Don Harris, the Bruise Brothers. Who would soon be, well, maybe not soon, maybe in a year, I guess. Be Eli and Jacob Blue, the Blues Brothers. Which we'll talk about most likely on our special June episode. A special bonus episode of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Where we are going to talk about the good and bad of 1995 WWF. And the Blues Brothers gotta be fucking in that mix.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking climbing the scaffolding.
1: Yeah, Rocco Rock's up there. Yeah, look how crazy this is. They got the merchandise stand right over there. Man, I want to know what that merchandise looks like. <laughs> Just signed, signed bullshit.
2: At this is guy in the white polo. Front side. Big ass fucking titties. What is the big titties? That <laughs> was a dude. Oh. Make fun of his
1: weight. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I, I see a guy kind of with right big back titties. A yeah, fucking mullet. Oh, it went away.
2: Oh, shit. What did he hit him with? It's impressive that bowl? they
1: actually have a camera to cover what's going on here.
2: Yeah. Look at these
1: people. Yeah, these people pretend they want to be part of it, but they're all scattering like fucking Once the kids close, they bitches. back up
2: once they see how big the fucking brothers are. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. Don American flag jacket. Did you see it? Lower right-hand corner.
1: You must be a little bit ahead of me. I see a Miami Dolphins hat. No, I'm at
2: 836. Yeah, I'm at 836. Oh, uh, you must, just must have been Arena. <laughs> Heading towards the main stage. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is kind of sloppy. It's all over the
1: place. You got a cop over there, I see. Uh, tables flipping so over. Left,
2: left, 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 left. American flag jacket.
1: Bang, yes, I see build. it. Yeah, Bang. there it is. Right in the middle of the that screen
2: thing. now.
1: That's a leather jacket. One of those leather jackets. Yes. That was very That's popular in 94.
2: See, there's the guy in the white polo. The titties. Yeah. And he had the back titties. Titty. He had titties oh, in the nipples. front.
1: Back titties, too. <laughs> Mr. McNipples. I mean, I hate to make fun of anybody because I need to get in shape, too. But, Look at it, In the
2: 94, everyone wore sex offender sneakers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's how you you stay low-key. Just...
2: <laughs> well, I can't be as fast as because
1: everyone's got him on. <laughs> All right. That's why it's easy to spot him out today, 2020. <laughs> the guy, he's still wearing them. Ah, he doesn't know any better. He's old guy, school. red
2: jacket way too small. No
1: way he can zip that thing. Oh, oh look
2: at that shitty splash.
1: Hey, why is Carl Malone out there? You see Carl Malone with that... <laughs> it, it, Yep, yeah, right he's, there. He's in the action. He's like backing up the crowd. He's got a whole windbreaker jacket. Hey, you got fucking a guy from the... That's a fake cop. Look at that fake cop right there. No gun in the holster. Leather jacket.
0: What they doing? Like Halloween time. He's holding
1: hands with we'll Carl Malone. <laughs> wow, look at that. Why is there so many buttons on that jacket? Dan Severins over there. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, these
2: guys got all the way the fuck over here. Uh, this. this me, if, is making if you, me busy.
1: All right, so trying to clear things up for people that aren't watching along with us. This match is a shit show. It's all over the arena, which is pretty cool, and you got a whole cast of characters all over the place. So this is something kind of fun to watch if you're not watching with us now. And We can't really do it justice to explain everything that's happening because it's so action-packed and all over the place. It starts around the nine-minute
2: mark of the network video. If you want to go back, that's where we're at. Well, we're we're past that now, but it started
1: around the nine-minute mark. We're at the 11-10 mark. Yeah, so try to keep up. And Now Joey Styles is so out of his mind that he had to jump in front of the camera off of the eagle's nest to tell us how great and crazy this is. This is cool.
2: Ah, Michigan starter jacket spotted. Yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning starter jacket.
1: Everyone had starter jackets in 94. Oh, it's 94, man. It's the time of the starter jackets. And the kid on the side of uh, the Michigan has the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Why would they wear Miami Dolphins 94? Living in the past, I guess. Living in yeah. the
2: past. They still sucked in the 90s, contrary <laughs> to what Dolphins fans think.
1: Yeah. They must be thinking, oh, because, button, like, the greatest highlight of the Dolphins in the 90s was being part of Ace Ventura. Yeah,
2: and a Hootie and a Blowfish video. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty irrelevant at this point. Well, they're about 11 years removed from a Super Bowl. They haven't played in the Super Bowl since the 80s. Since I was born. <laughs> is that- I they think. Men is at this point. You figure somebody would have. Oh, green ECW shirt in the background there. That's, That's nice. Ooh. it's
1: exclusive. Maybe homemade. All right, so that battle in and out of the arena. How long is this gonna go?
2: How about the fucking ref? This Heffa just fucking hopping over the bike wrap, no problem. He's hopped the bike wrap rack at least three times. Jim Mono barrier.
1: Yeah, he's good at it. Yeah. Well, even like I think modern wrestling. The ROH ref, same thing. He's been doing it for years, and he's way out of shape, or what people consider out of shape. But he's bouncing around. So how? I guess you're not out of shape if you can move around. Might not look pretty, but <laughs> he's in
2: shape. I like the, um, the AEW referee, oh. the chick, Aubrey Edwards. She's yes, really
1: good. She is good. Oh All right. shit. Oh, yeah. All right. So we had Look. we had a splash from Rocco Rock off of the Eagles Nest. He landed on one of the members of the of the Bruise Brothers. But then the other Bruise Brother, I think it was Don, jumped off and landed on Johnny Grunge and got the pin. So the Bruise Brothers win. And it looks like they win the tag team titles. Yeah, they want the tag team titles. Wow. Rock o rock is fucking you
2: grabbing. he's attacking. Oh! oh, it's hitting Joey. oh shit! You kidding me? Well, fucking him up. Here comes Johnny Crunch.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, I guess that explains why Joey Styles Electric. jumped in front of the camera early on in the match to get him noticed as a personality. Like here I go. am. I might be involved. To
5: get my ass
1: kicked. Yeah, and he got his ass kicked by Public Enemy. All right, let's listen to Matty.
5: Later that very
3: same night, the Bruise Brothers challenged the Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan for their tag team titles. Yet the Public Enemy charged in and beat everybody up with pipes. It was mayhem.
2: <laughs> Look at these pipes. Is that PVC or iron? Because if it's PVC, that still hurts. But if it's iron,
1: it really hurts. That's got to be PVC spray painted. That's what I would say. Yeah. Look at these guys. They look like the Bloodsport guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nerds. (laughs) You're talking about the nerds guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that in the background. Can't really see it, but that's the—that's gonna be the ECW logo for the rest of '94. And they're fucking covering all up. Dumb fucks. Why? Why are they covering? I guess I don't know. The camera angle blows, but this is what's gonna be prominent up in the Eagles Nest throughout the rest of '94 right behind Joey Styles as he introduces the show and he gives that much cooler look of ECW because it says ECW right behind him but that's the same that's the fucking thing right there it's it's only like a month away from them using it but I don't know these guys are big and brutes and they're twins but they never fucking did it for me
6: the place down. Hey champ! Hey champ! Oh. Hey champ! Hey champ! You're the champion You're the now. Champ too? What oh, do they man, have to say? Champ. And we didn't even steal these bells. No, we want we... them fair and square. And it's gold, it's gold, gold, gold. gold.
1: But They're not even the champs anymore. They come out. Do you remember? lost do we remember?
2: <laughs> this timing's a little wrong right what the now. What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> it's way off.
1: Bruce Brothers just won the tag team titles in that match. They're the champs.
6: What? He a six nine the fuck is he going on here? Pipe. He looked like more like 4'2". I hit him right square over the head and break both his ankles. Yeah, exactly. Six foot nine, 300 pounds. Bruise Brothers, we supposed to be scared. Well, boys, when we was locked up in jail, we had two girlfriends look just like you two. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right, brother. And they buffed them than you, but twice tough and we took them every night.
1: Uh, whoa, They were shorter than you but we took them every night. All right, so let's move on to something different, much different than what was just happening and the fuck up of the ECW editing at the time is that they showed the Bruise Brothers winning the tag team titles, but then cut the promos where they should have shown before the match started. That would have made a whole lot of sense. But now we get to a match. And it's Sabu versus Mike Awesome. Who we've talked about as being fucking awesome.
2: It's he's like Drew McIntyre before Drew McIntyre. This guy's fucking huge. Oh, he's awesome. Kind of reminds me of Drew McIntyre.
1: Yeah, I, I, I understand the that because that's what we see recently. And he's that big brute. And I talked about why, like, how come he wasn't in WWE, WWF, or whatever. And I forget who it was, but somebody did respond to us on ECW Extremecast on Twitter and did mention that he did spend a lot of time in Japan. So, and he was making good money in Japan. Money talks. Yeah. So here he is. And, you know, just seeing that move. He, he catapulted himself into Sabu into the stands, but he fucking almost killed himself doing it. And there was another time where he went on the top ropes and the ropes broke. So Mike Awesome seems to like to go on the on the ropes. Yeah. And For he big fucks guys, up. A high flyer. Well, he fucks up a lot. Tries to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not comfortable up
2: there. Wants to be good
1: at it. Yeah. He wants to be that big guy that does that. But it's not really working. But this match continues. Oh, he just tosses Sabu. No regard to his life. And he's going to go for a clothesline. Sabu goes right into the guardrail. Mike Austin does look awesome. And this is a clip match, so we're not getting everything from this match as we watch it. But it does look like a pretty intense match. Going for the power bomb on
7: the
1: outside. Trying to see when this match actually happened. I think it happened at Ultimate Jeopardy. I believe it happened at Ultimate Jeopardy. Could be wrong.
2: But Sabu, oh, Sabu! Sorry about the beeps there. I was just choking on my scotch. No, that's
1: <laughs> okay. I was just saying that. I don't know when exactly this match is from. I think it's from Ultimate Jeopardy. Yep. It may or may not be from that match, but that show. But here we have nine-one-one helping Sabu win the match. So. That kind of creates, I would say that creates a feud between 911 and Mike Awesome. Yeah, two big bastards. All right. All right, let's try to listen to Paul E. <laughs> there's no way he doesn't talk for more than a minute. I was a little kid and picked on everybody else that was
0: smaller than me. 911 <laughs> kicked my
8: tail, choked me out, and Zebu beat me in the ECW Arena. <laughs> you know, Mike Awesome. I have read all the press clippings from Japan. Now that you're over there on this big tour, you have been moaning and crying your eyes out how 911 ripped you off at the ECW Arena. My man, if you want a piece of 911, all you gotta do is pick up your time and dial those very three numbers, and anytime you want, 911 will meet you head on face to face in the middle of the ring. And until then, Mike Awesome, will you please stop all your tear jerking crying? Because I personally am very, very sick of it, and I don't know what's so awesome about you anyway. As a matter of fact, Mike Awesome, I got something awesome for you right here. You know what I mean? And, and another subject, coming to the ECW Arena on Saturday night, April 16th, the return. of Sabu. And let me tell you something right now, on the record, Sabu is coming back to the ECW with a vengeance. Sabu is coming back with a purpose in mind. Sabu is going to return to the ECW arena on Saturday night, April 16th, meaner than a biker bitch on PMS. And you thought NYPD Blue was controversial. We're coming to the ECW arena Saturday night, April 16th. We're going to turn the heat up yet another night. At the ECW Arena,
1: NYPD Blue is controversial. That was good.
8: That yeah, yeah, was NBA
1: good. Oh, let's listen to Shane.
4: And as prophetically as it was, it comes true. The old man Terry Funk falls, and it feels great <laughs> hey, to be. Just double, a privilege. i just like to shake your hand and congratulate you. I never died. Oh, thank You're you. Greatest champion of all times. I knew you could do it. <laughs> You know hey. something? <laughs> I always knew you were man, a man of good taste. Thank you. I, knew I never doubted you for one minute. You're the greatest champion. I just saw how you outrun the Curry Funk. Hey, man, I just can't believe it. Congratulations again, man. You're the Thank greatest you. of all time. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you very Thank much. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, sir, baby.
4: You, you are, are rock and bad
0: rebel.
1: man.
4: <laughs> Not as bad man. as you, but on top of You're the heat, bad. nonetheless. <laughs> you are bad. You are bad. You know, maybe I am bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're bad. Right. 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 ECW Heavyweight Champion. Franchise. Called myself that. From the start, and it was for a reason because I was number one and on top. And here come oh, more I accolades. Buy, pay my
9: respects. <laughs> hey, I know yes, sir. Yes, if you ever need another woman, I'll give you a champion's discount, boy. I'm right down the hall. <laughs> $20 for you anytime. <laughs>
4: $20, <buddy>. $20. <laughs> it's
9: a bargain basement price.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shane Douglas is the fucking man. That was great. All right, but well, here comes Todd Gordon. He's going to say some shit in a second after the public enemy. This is a great little promo. Shane Douglas is looking fucking great and looking like a big ass heel here. I love it. Look at that shitty ass ceiling with all that fucking water stains above. Yeah, I know.
2: Totally <laughs> water problems, mold issues. <laughs>
4: No, we just come in to hey, congratulate you. Thank you very much, guys. You and did your job. Yes sir. Beautiful. Oh, the plant,
6: beautiful. Yes. And you look good too, babe. And oh, very steady. I'm telling oh, you. Oh,
0: peace!
6: We're out of here. Party. Hey, 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 hey guys,
4: wait a 2nd I'm getting one belt what? there. You're
1: oh, oh, they try to take his belt. Fuck oh, them. Thank
4: you, guys. Okay. They almost look alive. They sure do. No, 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 no hassle. no hassle. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that beautiful, Sherry? Look at that. Oh, All right, what's Todd going to say here? Yeah. Welcome to the party. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Look at this gold. Look at the diamonds. Look at the gold. <laughs> That's a nice dive, by the way. <laughs> <That's a nice> <laughs> way. <laughs> as as mandated by the NWA, it's my job yeah.
0: to Spin it out. My, it's my, my, my job bit. to
4: congratulate you as being NWA. <laughs>
0: Hey, come on, come on, come on. You know on. something, Todd?
4: You know something, Todd? I told you just about five months ago. Call me a prognosticator. Tell me I got a crystal ball. But I told you five months ago. <laughs> That I would be world heavyweight champion. I, like, <laughs> and by the way,
6: <laughs>
4: I I really he enjoy you coming out here as the head he of the NWA. That. But you know something, Todd. Just like I'm gonna tell you, and just like I'm gonna tell all those people out there, <laughs> I am your heavyweight <laughs> champion. And you don't know how good that makes me feel to tell you that, and to tell all of you scumbags out there that. You don't have to like it, but you certainly have got to appreciate it. <laughs> I congratulate you. That was my job. The NWA told me I had to congratulate you. You're congratulating. But we'll get sure your opponents are also lining up right now to come after this belt. And they're lining up for you, Shane Douglas.
6: Good. Send them on. The Let's bigger, him on the better. Send
4: them on. That's right. Just bring him oh, no so good. Come on. Come Shane on. Douglas has never dodged anybody. And all I can say is Jason... I want to thank you because just like when I was in high school, Sherry hold this for a second, when I was back and I saw my receiver in the end zone Long and I fired the pass 60 yards through the air, boom, touchdown, count it for six points, I needed somebody in front of me, I needed the enforcer, I needed somebody to get down in that three point stance and I needed him to knock Lawrence Taylor on his ass and this is the man right here, you know something brother? I saw you throwing bodies from one side of that ring to the other side out there, and it made me proud because I knew that with the plan that we had, it couldn't fail. The gold is where it rightfully belongs, in the beautiful woman's arms, around the franchise's waist, and just like so many other champions from Pittsburgh, a new dynasty begins. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Great fucking Rebels, promo.
3: Hoodies and roughnecks, oh my! Rebels, hoodies and roughnecks, oh my! Rebels, hoodies and roughnecks, oh my! Boy, this guy's dance card is full, ain't it? Well, I know somebody that wants to dance with you, Shane, and he's from the Legion of Doom. And if he beats your brains in, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The fine city of
10: Philadelphia, the city of Brooklyn, yes, has duly appointed me, Hawk the Road Warrior, as the sergeant of arms. I can at my disposal rid the city of Philadelphia and surrounding areas like Valley Forge of any ruffian, no good scumbag down equivalent of a stack, a pile, a fly-covered sweaty, set, sweaty sweat socks, that's tough. Now then, as I witness in Valley Forge, the so-called franchise seems to like plastic bags around Terry Funk's head. Suffocation, huh? That's what you're into. Well, I always said, dead men can't feel pain. You gotta keep them alive a little longer. Make them play. So you like plastic bags? And what about that Hughes? What's he holding the door in a cage back for? What's he thinking of some doorman at a joint in South Philly? Forget about it. I'll climb over the top. Think I'm stupid? When I watch something, I'll get it. And I want you. And I want the franchise. Because I'm going to be the device of the franchise. April 16th. I'm signed. It's time to see if you got hair growing where you should be.
1: Oh, that's a good way to finish a promo.
2: Uh, That promo kind of sucked,
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, at
2: the end... (laughs) That's we'll it? See, we'll That's the end of this episode, huh? Yeah. We'll on that. I mean, it wasn't
1: terrible, but it was kind of... <laughs> but at the end, though, it says, we'll see if you have hair growing or it should be growing. <laughs> yeah.
2: You gotta leave it alive a little longer so you can feel
1: pain. Because he kind of fucked up, so he had to sit Yeah, to well, yeah, he's fucking right? probably high as fuck. But I do... I, <laughs> I do like Isn't when that
2: he... Thing? It's like he's stoned right now? or like He, high on, like, he like might be. Upwards.
1: No, he might be stoned at this point. Like based on a documentary that was just on Dark Side of the Rink. Like this was Damn. a tough time of his life. It was ninety three, ninety four in this period. But I always do he he said this many times in the past where, you know, dead men tell no lies and dead men can't walk and shit like that. You know, same type of shit that he was saying here. <laughs> so in that sense, alright, that's Kind of a hawk promo. But I did like Shane Douglas's promo in the end there. Me too. That was cool.
2: With Sherry and shit, you're saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah, with Sherry yeah. and Mr. Hughes. And I like when uh, Shane Douglas brought up that he wanted... He, he was stumbling and bumbling for a little bit when he was talking about football and getting in a three-point stance. But he was trying yeah. to allude to... Um, Lawrence Taylor, yeah, who was like who was big at the in time. WrestleMania at this time, right? Too? Uh, no, not at, actually not at this time. A year later, but it's a year later, yeah. But the fact that he's bringing that up now was kind of cool. Like, oh wow, he's bringing up Lawrence Taylor and football, although, you know, being a big part of wrestling at this <laughs> time a year before WWE is going to do it, WWF is going to do it. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, short episode there, and I, th- I felt like a lot happened, though. We we got the Ultimate Jeopardy cage match recap, Bruce Brothers beat Public Enemy for the tag team titles, but then the promos after that kind of reversed it, or we're just fucking out of order. We'll see what happens in the next episode. But then we got a nice match between Sabu and Mike Awesome where 911 interferes, and that kind of creates a feud between 911 and Mike Awesome. So we'll see where that builds to. And then we had the Shane Douglas segments and the Hawk promo that we just watched. So we're going to take a quick little break, but we did have a music break request. And this is something we want oh. you guys to do. So we like to do these requests, and we try to do them. Well, we try to play music based on what is on the episode, but sometimes we don't have access to what was actually on the episode, so we want to try to stick to the time period. And, as I mentioned in the opening, Rick Beebe has been a big supporter of us, and mentioned him in the opening, and he has two requests for us, so we granted those requests, and he's going to have the first music break selection, and I loved it. When he brought it up, I was like, Hell yeah, that's 1994 for me. And it's Snoop Doggy Dog, Gin and Juice. Oh. Which was a fucking huge hit song at this time in
0: 1994.
1: So that's going to play, and we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back with the April 5th, 1994 episode. That's ECW Hardcore TV, episode 51. We'll be right back after Snoop Doggy Dog.
7: Oh go,
5: no, you go, don't no you go, don't. Come on outside, go, y'all. Hold on. Come on. Who damn kids is any damn way? Oh man. Push. Over here tearing up that damn couch. Oh. We had that damn couch for 20 years. Oh. Should have kept the plastic on it. And this one, Snoop Doggy Dog, you need to get a jobby job and job. And boy, take care of the house while I'm gone. Clean up your room. Take out the garbage. I don't want these fast hair girls up in here, you hear me? and definitely don't let the dog pound up in here i mean that and don't be messing with the a-trap loan me father Much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being Snoop Dogg double G, but I somehow, some way keep coming up with funky ass hits like every single day, mate. Kick a little something of the G's, and make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning, and the party 40 still jumping, cause my mama ain't home. I got some freaks in the living room getting it on, and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. In the morning. So what you gonna do? Hmm. I got a pocket full of rubbers, and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the doors, but, but what? we don't love them, no. yeah. yeah. So we gon' blow a house to this. G's up, freeze up for a second, now bounce to this. laid back with my mind on my money and yeah, my money on my mind. rolling
0: down the
5: street in now 7 on 10 and laid back with my mind on my money and yeah, my now money on my back. mind. I got me some secrets, Gin. Everybody got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now, these types of things happen all the time. You gotta get yours, but fool, I gotta get mine. See, everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating heat. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get the mic into this trick named Slady. Slady. She used to be my homeboy's lady. Lady. 80 degrees. When I tell that trick, please raise up all these NUTs, cause you get none of East, at ease, at ease As I mob with the dog pound Feel the breeze, say you know I'm just Rolling
6: down
5: the street Smoking in now Sipping on gin and juice Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street, in now Sipping on gin and juice. Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with a gang of Tangeray. And a fat-ass J or some bubonic tick that made me choke. This ain't no joke, I had to back up on oh forbidden, and set my cup down. Tangeray and E.T.F. toe down now, but it ain't no stopping. Cause I'm still popping and Dre got some tricks from the city of Compton to serve me. Not for the cherry on top, cause when I get through, I got to hit the dope spot. Don't get upset, girl. Let's just side ghosts. I don't love them. No, I'm up to dope. And I'll be. I didn't want to go over Gertrude's house any damn way. You ain't got to worry about that because I, I ain't, ain't taking you now. nowhere with Ooh, me. JB was over uh, there. What JB got to band. do with drank you? drank damn Oh, no, man, day. I ain't got nothing. Don't talk you so make lot. me. Look drink. at you, Mr. Stein, man. I know where we live at. We've been living there for 27 <laughs> you years. You can change your path. I'm put him in that dog, bro. That's what it is. Him and them damn dog. I want, want everybody out of the damn house. I'm going to go over the house
0: clean.
5: everybody out of here. You better get on out of here. I want everybody out. That's right. Everybody out. <laughs> That's right. This is my house. You're on your store, my TV. Everybody out. You don't hear me, though. everybody out. <laughs> That's right. You know
0: where you at, boy. Everybody
1: out. All right. And we're back now for the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. And it's April 5th, 1994. And... This is really, as I said at the top of the show, it was our one-year anniversary, but this is technically now our one-year anniversary, because the first episode of ECW Hardcore TV that JV and I covered basically a year ago, I think maybe it's next week, or whatever the fuck, but it's around this time of year, so basically a year ago, where we covered April 6th, 1993. Was the debut episode of ECW TV? It wasn't called that at the time, it's just some bullshit show that was on a random sports channel in Philadelphia, um, Eastern Championship Wrestling. And I want to run down the card one time for old time's sakes, just kind (laughs) of remind JV, (laughs) yeah,
2: check down memory lane,
1: yeah, yeah, of what we went through on that first episode a year ago. (laughs) And the first match was the Super Destroyers with Hunter Q Robbins third as their manager and they def- they defended and defeated the Hell Riders which was Easy Rider and HD Rider <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: And one of those guys I think it was Easy Rider would be a Dudley boy Later on. So we talked about that back in the day. Yep. And then we have a ECW TV title tournament first round match between Tommy Cairo and Sal Balomo. Tommy Cairo got the win over Sal Balomo. And those guys kind of stuck around. Yeah, Sal Balomo was like a hit hit
2: for us the first few episodes. He was like a highlight.
1: Yeah. And they're both kind of around still at this point. And then even in the next match, these two guys are hanging around. Rockin' Rebel defeated Tony Stetson. And then, in a big match, the ECW TV title tournament first round match. And Jimmy Snooker, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, along with his man at the time, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, defeated Larry Winters, JV's boy, Larry yeah. Winters. So oh, that was one year ago at this point. And then there was also one other match, apparently. And it was Sal Balomo against Ernesto Benefica.
2: With the mask it. on or without the mask?
1: With the was mask. Doesn't he have to burn a
2: mask at one point? Yeah.
1: That was one match, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right at the beginning. Yeah. And it was only t- 20 seconds long. So must have been like that quick. So. That that's what happened a year ago so wow what a change that we've gone through <laughs> from covering that on our very first episode of the extreme ECW live cast and now yeah
2: now we're now we have established ECW names you know we got public enemy we got Taz we got Sabu we got Terry Folk we got Shane Douglas we got Sandman we got Mike awesome we got nine one one I forget anybody
1: Bruce Brothers... Taz. Bruce Brothers,
2: Taz. I said that. Oh, you
1: said that? Yeah, you weren't listening. Fuck. Well, I was trying to. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of names. Shane Douglas. You didn't say yeah. Shane Douglas?
2: I didn't. I fuck thought it you. did.
1: Well, fuck you. I'm saying you didn't say it. <laughs> For calling me yeah. out. Fuck you. Roll All the right. tape. Roll <laughs> that back. But, anyways, JV is right. There's such a group of names. That came out of nowhere. And just it's becoming what you know as ECW. So if you started where we did right from episode one, well fucking thank you. Because that's a journey that you wanted to be a part of. And thank you very much for that because it's tough. It was tough for us. And if you're a part of that, as I said at the first portion of the show, thank you so much. But now we are moving on, and you're getting to the stuff that you really wanted. So I would say, if you've been a listener, a follower of this show, and you're on BTT, spread it out. Spread the word to the other BTT members, and also spread it out to your other friends of podcast, and say, hey. There's this show on Booking the Territory, the Patreon feed. You have to pay $5, but you're going to get a lot of good conversation about ECW in 1994 when shit's really starting to get hot. So I would And say-
2: hopefully, when you explain it to your friends, it comes across a lot clearer than that did.
1: Well, thanks, JV. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I didn't think JV was going to become the heel on this podcast lately.
2: yeah, uh, you know, the, the Glenn Lovett's hitting. so.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, he's got the Glenn Levitt going? <laughs> 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 all right, so that explains it all. All right, I got to get my shit together so that JV doesn't bust my balls. I got to keep up with him now. All right, so <laughs> we're going to get this show popping and starting, and this is episode... 51 from April 5th, 1994. JV, you better have your shit ready. And I'm not going to ask you because you better have it ready. Because I don't want you busting my balls anymore. All right. So I'm going to give a countdown. This time it's three down to one. And then I'll say play. And we'll all click play. When I say play, JV, go fuck yourself this time. (laughs) 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 All right. Three. Two. One play. JV, read it like you presented like in the most this. complete
2: form possible due to original production difficulties, tactical difficulties. Oh shit! Close enough. I hit like ninety percent. Oh, look shit. at this! Here we go.
1: The four-five-six kid, crazy attack from the Bruise Brothers. They're fucking up some broody poo, candy asses. <laughs> <laughs> shit, they look like bombs. Who the fuck are they?
2: Yeah. He looks like the brother from Napoleon Dynamite. The guy in the ring, not this guy.
1: Oof. The guy that says, Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the guy is um, trying to meet up with, with uh, LaFonda.
2: Yeah, LaFonda. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a massive power bomb, right?
1: Oh, my God. Huge <laughs> That
2: guy so little. Let's see, 140 pounds?
1: Well, who's this storming? Stormin, Stormin J Norman. Is it Lance Storm? <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> That's a oh, bad spot for him. But This guy, Oh my him- God! Oh, sure. That guy is <laughs> he's getting tossed around. <laughs> he got—he has boots on that doesn't even fit him. Look at him.
2: Yeah, what are those?
1: <laughs> he doesn't even fit in the boots. <laughs> Ugg's
2: Ugg stole their design yeah, from that guy.
1: It looks like Ugg's. <laughs> 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 and the Bruise Brothers retain their titles. If they're the tag team champions, we still don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, oh, they're the confusing. tag team champions.
2: Just throw a chair like 40 miles an hour at this guy's head.
1: Hey, look at the ring apron. They have that new ECW logo.
2: Yeah, the one they were trying to block out earlier.
1: Right, during the Bruce Brothers promo that wasn't presented the week earlier. All right, so things are changing during this time where we're hitting the one-year mark.
2: This poor guy, this is like Jungle Boy.
1: But worse. Man, they're beating the fuck out Jeez. of us. What the oh, fuck? JV, is this your music again? Right?
2: No, this ain't it. You sure? Positive.
1: Man, why do they Positive. keep going back and forth? Ah, uh, uh, woman. Oh, you always say woman. <laughs> yeah. So good. Dun, 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 yeah, this. Dun, 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 dun. Sucks. This is the original music. Yeah.
2: Wow. I, this is like the Nintendo music. I like the Sega Genesis music we get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the phone shot. Savu. Uh, let's get a time check. What are you at?
1: All right, let's see. My timestamp is at 52, 53, 54. Oh, we're dead on.
2: Jason in the ring and yep. Rock and Rebel and. Pitbull.
1: Yeah. Oh, Tony Stetson. Tony Stetson. Hey, Tony Stetson was part of the first yeah. episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He's alumni. Rock ECW hardcore TV alumni. Hey, it's a big reunion episode. <laughs> Tony Stetson, Rockin' Rebel. It's Larry Winters. No Sal Baloma.
1: Oh, maybe. We'll see. Rockin' Rebel sucks. Fuck Rockin' Rebel. Yeah, and I like... Messing with- I like the hashtag that Rick B.B. had brought up. A fuck fucking Rebel. Yeah, seriously. Spread it. that trending. Trending. Oh, that's trending. Hashtag woman. Was that Hugh Morris, though, out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Crash. Crash, oh, Crash Terminator.
2: Yeah. Yep. Apologize to my listeners uh, if I call him Hugh Morris, because he'll always be Hugh Morris to me. Hugh Morris.
1: I agree with that. But what a group <laughs> that is, though. Taz, Crash, and Kevin Sullivan. They all look like they could be cousins. Yeah. But they all look different. Like, they can't really be cousins, but they're cousins somehow. Because their family fucked around. You know, something like that. (laughs) Alabama. I don't mean that, but that can happen
2: up in here in Massachusetts, too. Yeah, I know. It's a bad joke. Rockin' Rebel's shitty elbow. Elbow sucked. Taz looks like he would fuck him up in real life, too. Oh, my God. He would fucking drop him on his neck. It doesn't look like Rock Rebel could actually beat any of these guys up in real life, either.
1: Yeah, look at Crash or oh, Hugh Morris. Monster. Agile, too. Oh, my God. It's great. I remember I met Crash or Hugh Morris with our friend Marty. That maybe <laughs> It's mentioned.
2: always a
6: good
1: story. Did, did, I t- did I talk about it on this show before? Uh, you may
2: have, and I forgot, but
1: let's probably been a while, so. All right, so we were at the Bank Street Armory in Fall River, Massachusetts, and it was an ECW show. Actually, no, it was an independent show that had a mixture of ECW talent and WCW talent. It was, I can't remember the actual name of the independent group, but it was around 95, 96. So if you want to do a search, you can probably find it. But anyway, was at this armory, and it's just a little rinky-dink place. And me and my buddy Marty went down to the bathroom, and that was the wrestlers' locker room. So there was no no separation between the fans in the wrestlers' locker room. We two young lads, two 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, whatever it was, Went down to the bathroom, and Hugh Morris is taking a piss on the side of us. And he was Hugh Morris at the time, but he was going by this other name because he was still working with his indie promotion. And how old are you guys? Uh, Actually, it was 95, so I was 12, and Marty was 12. But he was still working with his other group. But we knew him as Hugh Morris already because we've seen him on TV. So it was early on in his WWE days. And we said, Hey, you're humorous Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Morris And basically was like That's right, kid, <laughs> whatever and like slapped us on the back while we were taking a piss. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. But we didn't give a fuck, we were like, Yeah, hey, it's Hugh Morris <laughs> And I loved him ever since because he slapped me on the back and I met him in a fucking bathroom. Back in nineteen ninety five.
2: <laughs> I would always wrap up like that too.
1: One year after this, <laughs> one year after he's crashed the Terminator.
2: That sin looks like a firefighter. No offense to firefighters.
1: Oh, firefighters a gimmick. Can't get mad at that. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, he looks like a like he'd be a firefighter to gimmick, jobber. <laughs> Crash is just
1: a monster. Oh, he, he's so much bigger than everybody else too. That's crazy. Yeah. Because when you see him in WCW, and then you see him later in WWF, you think he's small, but in ECW, he's huge. Yeah, yeah. And that just shows how small everybody was in ECW, which isn't a bad thing. But you know, looking back at it, it's like, okay, yeah, this this works because. Most people watching, like most people going back and watching this now, are acceptable of smaller wrestlers. Yep.
2: But he's he's like a legit six feet, at least, right? Yeah, I would
1: say he's six feet, six be. one, yeah. yeah, something like that. Whereas in the ring right now, you have Taz. He's probably five nine. Pitbull's yep. probably five nine also. Which is average height, it's just not the normal wrestling height of the time. Yeah, yeah,
2: especially when you're looking at, you know, WWF in 1994 and they're kind of bringing in their bigger guys. They have Taker at this point, Eligante, right?
1: right? So when you have Hugh Morris or uh, Fresh walk in here, he's six feet, but he looks much bigger. Yeah, well, you know,
2: when you show up to a you know a wrestling event like this, and you know, you're not like six feet tall, you don't realize how big these guys are until you see him in person. No. Fun, cause you know you see these guys on TV, you watch them every week on Raw or whatever, and you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Until you see him in person, then you realize like, oh wow, like these are big fucking dudes, like they're legit athletes.
1: Oh yeah, and sometimes when you have two wrestlers in the ring, you might not even notice the difference between the <laughs> two. So one thing, and you know, not just plug our bottom line wrestling cast, but we do have a special coming up in June, and that is the. WWF 1995 special we're going to do, where we break down the good and the bad of it all. So I've been watching some 1995, just to kind of refresh my memory of that year. And Jeff Jarrett is a prominent figure in 1995. And he's small. He's like 5'11". Yeah. But when I see him in the ring with the Razor Ramon, I forget that he's so small. Because yeah. they make it work. And Razor's like 6'5". Just
2: to put things in like another perspective. So, like basketball, right? Not to get into basketball here, but like uh, you don't realize how tall athletes are until you see them. And these guys in this ring right now in ECW, they're fucking athletes. And I went to, I think it was like a Spurs game against the Celtics years ago. And Danny Ferry, you know who Danny Ferry is? You ever heard of him? Yes. He's a generic white NBA player, I guess the best way to put him. And like, ah, you don't think he's that big. I was course side and I saw him. Dude's like 6'10. And I was like, holy fuck,
1: this guy's a giant. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you see him on TV, just the like, ah, oh. he's probably like, you know, you don't think of his height. And I see him am like, this guy's a monster. <laughs> because
1: he's a man amongst giants. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, so it's like, you see him on the side of, like, Shaq or wherever he's playing a setter, you're like, oh, no big deal. And you see him, he's like, then you look him up, it's like, oh, he's he's like almost seven feet tall. <laughs> like, weird. It was like, the, the most shock value I've ever had in my life was seeing Danny Ferry. <laughs> but we got stuttering J, JT Smith here.
1: <laughs> oh, good stuttering there. <laughs> All right, but before, when I was talking about what I was going over, it was that um, we did have Crash actually do his moonsault and get the cover during Come that tag team match. So, good pinfall there. That must have looked live. Oh, yeah. oh looked great. Got that
2: big a moonsault It's wild.
1: And then JT Smith right here pins Taz. And that was the win for the... T- TV title. Yeah, we I was
2: saying, we saw this. We last this was week. shocking to us. We didn't see this coming. I think before the match, we even said, like, ah, he's not winning.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. You didn't predict him to win. Hell no. Alright, let's see if this is a legit interview. Let's lay out for it.
7: JT, I hate to sound like a cliche, but more often than not, cliches are true. And uh, yours to date has truly been a rocky story. I mean, there's a man who began his career in 1990 with a now defunct tri-state wrestling alliance he was a charter member here with this promotion eastern championship wrestling he started from the bottom i mean he signed for any match you can get no matter how dangerous he battled back from injury after injury and victory after victory you inched your way to the top you inch your way into title contention and here you are you're the new ecw television champion and you didn't beat any slouch for that belt champ you pinned the Tasmanian.
8: well i thank you joey and i just want to thank the fans out there Everyone sitting in the living room right now, thank you very much for the support. Thank you for being behind me, and I'm just going to defend this belt with honor and dignity and be the champion that you want, not only for Philadelphia, but everyone. Everyone sitting right there in the living room. just want to thank you. And Joey, just thank you very much for being supportive, and all you can
9: know, do pep talks while I'm down. I appreciate it. Thank
7: all right, champ. Right now, let's take a very special look at the career of my friend, the new ECW television champion, JT Spence. my man. <laughs>
2: I feel like JT Smith just didn't have the right people around him. This guy's too talented
1: He to should have been gone brought like. Into WWF. Yeah. Like, what the I fuck? I don't know. Like, who did not notice him? Who's so been good? the level
2: of consistency for the past year on ECW
1: Hardcore TV? It's gotta be JT Smith. Gotta be, right? This guy could have been a star. He should have been in WCW already. Who the fuck was holding him down? I yeah. don't get it with JT Smith.
2: I, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know. I know he doesn't have like the biggest persona, the biggest personality. But is like, that something you can build?
1: Give this guy a manager. Like I don't know. Does, he's 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 much he's, better than wrestlers in WCW 1994. Yeah.
2: He's he's the best
1: athlete we've seen he never gets show. picked up. Smith didn't stop. He was closer and closer. Crazy. It's fucking bullshit. And they're giving a great highlight reel right now of his time <laughs> in ECW. Which is crazy because this is their one-year anniversary, and they're highlighting J.T. Smith. So they're basically saying this has been our best wrestler for this yeah. entire year.
2: Justifying what I just said. That's right. what they're doing.
1: He is the best wrestler in so, ECW.
2: We're not crazy for, th- for seeing what we saw.
1: And we've been talking about it ever since we watched him. So that gives us credibility, too. We're spot on. Yeah,
2: interesting what? to see how his career plays out, because obviously... Oh, it doesn't he's, play he's, out. He's,
1: he's, yeah, well, he ends well, up he, well, in fucking ECW for the rest of his career.
2: Well, he's, he's trending upwards here. Like, he just won a belt.
1: Yeah, but it's not like only... So. He... Oh, alright. Paulie's fucking with us. Let's see what he has to say.
8: To myself, as I've been prone to do here in ECW a lot lately, and I thought to myself tonight, Self, does anybody really give a crap about this whole Rocky saga that J.T. Smith is trying to paint for you people? I mean, who would actually want to go down as Rocky? I remember... In the fifth Rocky movie, Rocky ended up brain damaged from all the hits to the head that this guy was taking. And then again, that probably is the J.T. Smith story. Because if you've ever listened to this guy's interviews, you know that J.T. Smith is brain damaged. Speaking of a guy who's just a little bit off... How about my man 911? How about a dude that grabs another human being around the throat, picks him up into the air, and spikes him down like a football?
1: Alright, so now we got 911 fucking coach links.
8: My man 911 will be at the ECW Arena on Saturday night, April 16th. And not only will my man 911 be walking down that aisle, but on Saturday night, April 16th, I will bring back to the ECW Arena the most homicidal, The most suicidal, the most genocidal mass machine of destruction that has ever been put into a wrestling ring by the name of Sabu. On Saturday night, April 16th, Sabu will return to the ECW Arena. And from what I understand, next week on this very show, you will find out who will be Sabu's opponent on Saturday night April 16th, and I'm going to tell you this right now, whomever you may be, you might as well pack your bags, you might as well move across the world, but Sabu will find you there too, because the only way for you to escape the wrath of Paulie Dangerously and the greatest wrestler known to man today, Sabu, is to call Kevorkian or just dial 911. Because he can handle it for you too. Because on Saturday night, April 16th, 911, Sabu, and Paulie Dangerously. If you think Madonna shocked David Letterman the other night, wait to see what we're bringing to the ECW Arena Saturday night, April 16th.
7: Welcome back to NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling. You know, in just a few moments, we're going to see a
2: matchup at that- well, that was awesome.
7: Yeah. Oh, no shit. Paul
1: Lee knows how to fucking go a promo. Hey, he, he does hit.
2: kind of bury JT Smith right at the onset, which is a
1: little disappointing. It is disappointing. They hyped him up, and then he busts him down. So, obviously, Paul Lee has no ho- hope in JT Smith as being a star. Even though we let him win the TV title... Disgusting it's going to bring him down right away. Is a
7: complete 180.
1: The as a I do want to point out right at this time, if you're watching along, that Joey Styles is in front of that new logo. And it looks like shit in this viewpoint because it's not... Good. Yeah, you just see like uh, yeah. what is
2: you a C in know what the first is.
1: part of the W. <laughs> you can't even see what it is.
2: <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> Dog shit production. Oh shit. Yeah. Kyra with a big suplex there
1: on him. Uh, Alright, so, right, so this is a rivalry match. It's Sandman who's become a heel at this point. And he's at the point where he's out of his surfer gear and he's become a total beach bum. He's like, fuck my surfer gear. I'm wearing fucking swish pants or whatever the fuck. Whatever was popular in 94. <laughs> Which I used to have. And they used to come with matching t-shirts. That's how my mother bought clothes. Same here. Like Walmart. Walmart yeah. didn't exist in our area at the time. Well, the fuck, my mom worked at Bradley's. Yeah, it's like Bradley's, Kmart.
2: <laughs> I got Calgos, everything for Bradley's.
1: But there Bradley's was, no- was,
2: my, was our Christmas fucking shopping spot. But there was no Walmart.
1: Up in Northeastern.
2: No, there was Bradley, Sears, Kmart,
1: Ames, Caldors. Right. That was like it. It was variety. So I was, the one thing that I thought was funny with Walmart, since I'm saying that now, is that I always love Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And when Chevy Chase goes sliding down on his fucking oiled greased slit slide and he goes through Walmart and then he goes shopping in Walmart with Randy Quaid I saw the signs but I made no connection until Walmart was around here that oh shit they were in Walmart I never even heard of Walmart before (laughs) same here all those years that I watched that movie I didn't know
2: I thought it it was true fiction to me Hey, this shit's in black and white right now, right?
1: <laughs> no, it's just like, it meant nothing to me at the time. But then when I but watched this it... This match
2: we're watching right now is in black and white, right?
1: Oh, yeah, well, it looks like shit, yeah.
2: Alright, I just want to make sure my video card wasn't, like, fucked up. Right, you,
1: what do you see right now? You see a DDT? DDT Sandman from Sami. But it's in black and white. It's not black and white, it's just shitty color. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say,
2: I will say, I have a very high-end monitor. It's definitely black and white on this
1: monitor. Yeah, well there's just no color to it. Come on, WWE. Oh. <laughs> Sandman uh-huh. is disrespecting Miss Peaches. And this is the beginning of a great feud. Heel Sandman. Oh yeah, heel Sandman. <laughs> Another great suplex here. by Cairo. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Cairo, a nice suplex to save. Save peaches. Sandman's a big guy. For a guy like Cairo to suplex him over his head. That's impressive. Yeah, he is. And Tommy Cairo's a solid guy that we've talked about since day one. As I mentioned earlier, he was on the day one card. Our first episode. So it's been a year. Day one-ish, right? The Usos. Day (laughs) one-ish. Day one shit.
2: These a day one shit, guys, right here. Remember oh, Same man.
9: Sam man used to run to the ring, slapping hands, giving high fives, looking for your cheers and adulation. Well, those days are over. Those days are over because I thought I had friends. I thought I had friends, and you think you have friends. Nobody has any friends. Not if you <laughs> got friends like Tommy Cairo and Sal Belomo. The time I needed them men the most. I was blinded in the center of my lane. girl. Tommy Cairo, you <laughs> come out and you I grab Peaches and you funny. scoop her up in your arms like <laughs> <laughs> <Iron Man Tommy laughs> yeah, Cairo. Yeah, it's true, Kofi. <laughs> All you were trying to do was cop a feel. Peaches has been slapped. She'll be slapped again. <laughs> I needed you, Tommy Cairo. Sal Palomo. Sal comes out to the ring. Sal's such a nut. I've tag-teamed with Sal Balomo. I know how much of a nut he is. Sal, you must have seen the video of my wife. In fact, you've been trying to get my wife ever since you came to the ring. You had the audacity to come to ringside, Sal Belomo. and you threw in the towel on one of my matches, Sal. I thought you were my friend. I didn't see it then, Sal, but I see it all now. I might have been blinded, but I'm not blind now, Sal Belomo. I can see the replay. You were just trying to cop a field just like Tommy Cairo. I like that promo. No, it was good.
1: Make sure you have that audio up. That was good. Yeah, no. Sal
9: yeah. Bromo, you're going to have to pay, Sal Still going in. You're going to have to pay just like everybody else is paid. Just as Tommy Cairo, Sal Belomo. He paid, but he chose the hard way. He didn't have any money. I don't think you have any money either, Sal Belomo. I don't think you have a dime to your name.
1: Oh, he's smoking a cigarette. That's classic statement.
9: Sal, you got about a minute to decide, Sal. You got about a minute to decide which way it's gonna be. Is it gonna be the easy way, $20 bill, Sal? Is it gonna be the hard way, Sal, like Tommy Cairo got it, Sal? You gotta decide, Sal. Is the price going to be right for you, Sal? 20 or the hard way?
0: What
1: the fuck's he worried about
9: Sabalomo for? Fucking
1: knock his silly-ass hat off, kick him in the nuts, cool his line and pin him. That's all it takes. This guy's throwing out fucking puppy dogs. <laughs> and here we go. We, <laughs> get, we get the match right away, so... I tell you, the
2: black and white's starting to fit the Sandman here.
1: It's not black and white. It's just shitty fucking Koa, man. It's not black it's, and white.
2: It's definitely black and white on my screen. or Everything else is...
1: Well, oh, maybe it is. <laughs> well, that's what <where laughs> I got, too. So, actually, yeah. I guess it is black and white. <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with your color. Anybody that's watching along with us, that's not a problem, either.
2: Oh, see, now Baloma's in color. It's, like,
1: weird. Are you kidding me? What the fuck... They're
2: gonna uh, cut the same way so we black right, and white. No, all
1: right, so the hard camera is in black and white. <laughs> oh, so oh, they? Hey, they must have like a three camera shoot. <laughs> hard camera is black and white. One camera is black and white, and then they have one that's actually color.
2: This is pretty awesome.
1: Though. No, this is pretty fucked up. <laughs> but what I do like? Holy
8: You're
2: shit! Hit me, tt right away. Sabo almost like a sucker. That should have been the end of the match. Pit him. Wow. But I do what like. What did you think was going to happen? He's got no shirt on with swishies.
1: I do <laughs> like after that great promo. I think it was a good promo. Not great promo, but a good promo that we heard from Sandman. That they yeah. actually go to this match. But yeah, what the fuck's up with the black and white? <laughs>
2: You know what though, Sandman's a GTA character you you create, come to life.
1: That's their hero, that's their buddy, that's that's man Sal a Kitty's pal. Man stuffed animals. come back. What the fuck I is going I hope not. On?
2: This is actually cool. Saman looks more badass in black and white.
1: <laughs> Everything looks cooler in black and white, actually. Yeah. The this highs and deficiencies. High. Like if you're a fat oh, ass
0: you look better in black and, and
1: white than in color. You know? Yeah.
2: do it Sam bad Justice, yeah. He's leaving. Oh,
8: now it's, in color. Right. <laughs> it's a color. What yeah. so
4: is this?
2: That's the one camera. This is quality production in nineteen ninety four. And
1: that's this why we got, that's why WWE put the disclaimer at the top of this episode. They had nothing to do with this production. Look, see, now he's black and white. Right, it's the different cameras. And Sandman wins the match, as he should.
2: My brother plays GTA, so I'm going to tell him to make the Sandman.
1: (laughs) Which GTA is he playing? Five. Five? He plays the other,
2: whatever the newest one is. It's it's been out for like years. Yeah, years.
0: Yeah.
2: He's like religiously playing that game. (laughs) And I used to watch him play. He's actually, like, I never liked playing it. I could watch him play, and it's hilarious. (laughs) You just make all these random characters. It's funny. I used to love watching you guys play. (laughs) Uh, I'd watch him, Arthur, and Chris, so obviously that's funny. Play GTA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I used to love watching your brother play Vice City. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You should stream GTA. He's an entertaining... G- He's a very entertaining GTA player.
1: Alright, so that's over. Sal Baloma at this point, is basically fucking George the Animal Steel with all these stuffed animals and throwing them out to the crowd getting his ass kicked. Hawk. But now we're getting a Hawk recap. Hawk vignette. With... The fucking random ass song. Yeah, the song we talked about two weeks ago.
6: Got to get into a fight! Yeah, (laughs) got to get into a fight!
1: So is Hawk fucked up
2: here based on what you watched on Vice?
1: Uh, Yeah, it seems like he's at the point where he's just trying to make money. And he doesn't give a fuck about anything else. He might not be fucked up. (laughs) Realistically, but he's in a bad time. He shouldn't be working in ECW. All right, so we got Chad Austin versus Hack Myers. Which Hack Myers goes on to become a pretty regular talent in ECW. within the next couple of years to come. Not anything notable, but... Just somebody known as an Chad ECW Austin talent <laughs> here even here Chad here Austin here. is too but just Chad. Back to cover. guess every pro- promotion left. needs their jobbers. back on Austin.
7: Chad Austin is whipped in back
1: butter. oh my I have never in my life seen all right so I with this match going on, Chad Austin versus Hack Myers, I think it's a good time to put over Joey Styles' commentary. <laughs> As he does a great job making this match seem like it means anything.
2: Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on right now.
1: You Nothing, know, it's just back and forth, off the ropes. I'll grab you, I'll give you an atomic drop, slam you down, kick you in the head. It's the same kind of shit that we would do if we were in a little wrestling league when we were 12 years old. Like, oh yeah, I if you're down on the mat, I'll give you an elbow drop. And I'll go for a cover. And then you'll get back up and then we'll struggle for a little bit. And then one of us gives a bow slam. It's
2: like Mr. Imperfect. On the top rope.
1: Oh, wow. I am impressed by wow. that leg wow. drop, though.
2: Yeah, that was a hell of a leg drop. Wow. He,
1: he fucking won. <laughs> oh shit! I, this, I was about to ask you, who's this big guy? <laughs> well, the big guy's Hack Myers.
2: Yeah, yeah. but like, I, you know, what's his what's his ECW name?
1: No, I thought he goes on as Hack Myers.
2: Has so. he? Never heard of this guy. <laughs> but definitely thought he was being Chad Austin. I've never heard of I Hack Myers. I thought he was
1: going to win too. Able to come back hey, it's just Hack but Myers.
2: My ECW knowledge is fucking
1: shit well, in nineteen
2: ninety four. As we I know like just stereotypical fucking ECW guys, you know
1: what I mean? Right. And we talked about how, you know, you didn't watch all this. Yeah. yeah, Heck Myers isn't really anything. Well, oh shit, we got public enemy right now and Sherry Let's lay out and see if they talk long enough.
6: That you know, we've been in hoods all across the country. We know some of the finest homegirls in the, in the same whole horse. world. is that right, Johnny? We've been with some of the finest women, Sherry. Oh, yes. None as lovely as you, dear. You know, she managed Macho Man Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, Shawn Michaels to gold, and of course, our good friend and buddy Shane Douglas, the franchise. Hey, Rocco, you mean the same franchise that owns this belt, right? Oh, that's the wait, one, you you to come. He still has the belt. You what? You know, what? What? Just hold up. We'll share that. Wait, Fucking no, sneak. You're holding it. Hold it for one. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, no, wait. We got to ask you a question. Very important. Very important. And then we get back to the goal. Oh, then we get to the goal because uh, we all going to have gold. Hey, Rocco, he smells good. Oh, God, this girl. What's the question? Now, okay, we are the new champions of the ECW, and we're wondering possibly okay. if you'd like to manage two terrific homeboys. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, boys. Oh.
0: Homeboys.
6: Yeah, one other so thing. Both of you so fine. Oh, do you have any women fine for us? Fine as well. do You know women. Do you know women? I know lots of women. You know women? But I know lots of women. Yeah. I know women that are full. Yeah. Yeah. Mine has mine. You're in? You're in? You're in? I I tell you what, I've managed lots of wonderful men, and they have all gone to be champions. Every one of them. All of them. I am sorry because my heart, body, and soul belongs to the franchise. You see, he's my man. He is the man that wears the gold. He's the one that wears the gold inside and out. And to my heart and everywhere else on my person, he's gonna take me on a vacation. Wait a minute. What, what's the fact that, exactly exactly that you're trying to tell? This is no! I am oh, exclusively! Oh, I am oh, exclusively! Oh, Get oh, rid oh, of all the oh, people. Hold on, rag. Hold on, Wait a minute! Home Give home. me that
3: down! Betty's in the house! So far, this show has been wild. But next week, it's gonna explode. Next week, you will be able to find out who Sabu's opponent will be at the ECW Arena on April 16th. With this, you will find out the stipulations between the Bruise Brothers and those hoodies, the public enemy.
0: Next week, hoodies. Events, <laughs> those be, hoodies. Sandman
3: versus Tommy Dreamer. Now, what a good
1: a- promo by Sherry, though. Yeah, yeah. In- it's kind of a good segue into
2: another promo.
1: Just fun to fun shut down with with the public party. enemy. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> hey, Shane shit. Douglas. I'm with Jane Douglas. Fuck off. She's...
3: Is in
2: right now. She's awesome. Yeah, she's like the most popular person on the show. Ever makes for me.
0: Yeah,
2: she's great. And Maddie oh. Nelson's is awesome. <laughs> like her pedigree is just... Un- like, I don't think nobody else that we've seen on this show has the pedigree.
1: No. It, us, right? and Everybody that she works with, she's making better. She's oh, helping yeah. public enemy right there. Like, they're learning so much with her.
2: <laughs> like, if I was at a rank of great, like, all-time wrestling person, whether a wrestler, valets, whatever. It's, Sherry's ahead of anyone else we've seen so far. Even Hawk.
1: Oh, w- within this promotion, you mean? Everything. Not Terry Funk. Ah, uh, yeah.
2: Maybe not. Not Terry Funk. Who else? I'll, 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 I'll come to agreement there. Uh, Definitely not. I
1: don't want to get into that conversation now, because that's a lot. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Sherry, Sherry is up there. She's a huge talent, but no, she don't be Funk. No, I'll say that. Definitely
2: beats Mr. Hughes and Jason. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's Jason, it's <laughs> your boy. Let's listen to him. S- six minutes of my life, I'm never going to get back. Let's listen to his Mr. shit. Mr.
3: Hughes and I are going to stand there and watch with great pleasure as our dear friend, the franchise, Shane Douglas, finally wipes that stupid-looking paint off the face of the road warrior hawk
4: just like that.
3: And Terry Funk, you're coming after us. You're coming after myself and after Mr. Hughes because you're blaming us for what happened to you. You're blaming Mr. Hughes for distracting you as Shane Douglas wrapped that bag around your head and pinned you. One, two, three. Became a champion.
6: You're blaming... <laughs> don't make an idiot out of yourself. Yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> this guy sucks. We're gonna let him talk.
1: Nobody All right. cares. All right, what do, you, what do you want to talk about? Fuck this. He guy. just dropped the name
2: Ric Flair. Ric Flair should just beat the shit out of this guy for even saying his name. Why don't you become a friend? Yeah. Oh my god. How many views you think you got his YouTube page if you made this promo in fucking 2020? <laughs> even with the coronavirus, so everybody's home. We need to look him up. It's like peak viewership time for scrubs like him. Maybe, what, 120?
1: <laughs> I bet he has more than that.
2: Come on. You think he would get more than 120 views on his YouTube page in 2020?
1: This is horrible. This For this video? Oh, yeah, this sucks ass. Has he had a good one? No.
2: Look <laughs> <Lucky>, at They're so <laughs> long and drawn out. What's the, your point, bro?
1: The only good thing he's ever done, I think, would be he becomes the main guy with Justin Credible. Eh.
2: You should have been fired right when someone said, yeah, your punchline can be, how do you like my suit?
1: Yeah. How do you like my shoulder pads in my yeah. suit?
2: Against guys like Taz, yeah. Sabu,
1: Shane oh. Douglas, 911, Mike Awesome. Yeah, fuck off, buddy boy. All right, so we got a match here. We got an actual match with the champion, Shane Douglas. Paul Diamond. Against Paul Diamond. It's a good worker. Solid worker, this guy. He looks like he's wearing Hawks tights, though.
2: Yeah, right. Did he lose?
1: Road Warrior Paul Diamond. (laughs) Yeah. Orient Express Warrior. (laughs) Yeah. Kato. And Shane Douglas with his tassels. Shane Douglas looking like a badass with that goatee. He does. I,
2: I mean, this this seems like a
1: guy that should have.
0: Uh... Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And a year later, he's gonna go be Dean Douglas. Like fuck,
2: yeah. Man. Like what? How did they take this guy to WWE to make him Dean Douglas? He's better than most that's on WWF in 1994. Right. can't gonna... wait to cover 1995 on the right. bottom line cast. Yeah. Just so I can see how many people this guy's better than. Right. How many right. Talent he's better than.
1: No, he's better than everybody. <laughs> the only person he's not better than is Shawn Michaels. And that's the person they put him up against. And Shawn Michaels doesn't want to lose to him. So that's the bullshit with it all. Is that he, Shane Douglas could have been the star. But for some reason, I believe Shawn Michaels has fucking some love. I don't know. Vince McMahon loves Shawn Michaels. Vince McMahon has some fucking trance on it. Like, there's a trance between Michaels and Vince McMahon. Can you blame him? Yeah, I guess. I mean,
2: Michaels is top 10 all time, right? is. But for even top twenties, a big fucking feat in the number of all the wrestlers that've been in the fucking. But if you run a company,
1: to allow for one person to dictate to you who should wrestle, that's bullshit. That sucks. Because this guy should have been a fucking superstar. I don't fucking should have been. You know what? WCW dropped the ball too. Yeah, they both did. And almost, it's almost like they followed suit with Vince McMahon. So they didn't give him a chance.
2: He's definitely a big fish in a small pond right now. Oh, my God. He's, out, he's outclassed everyone they've put again. Even Terry Funk. No offense, Terry Funk. Great guy. Right. But, like, for this era. But Terry Funk was helping him. It, right. That's, it, it, this was a different point of Terry Funk's career. Right. Whereas like if you're go if you're looking for someone to make money off of long term, like two, three years, which is long term in wrestling, Shane Douglas. I don't understand how WCWWF couldn't figure out a way to make money off this guy.
1: I guess maybe he was an asshole. I don't know.
2: Like come on, Hawk, they're making money off Hawk. Shane Douglas is better than Hawk.
1: Well they they bring in Hawk.
2: Hawk and Shane Douglas is better than Hawk.
1: Hawk's promos suck. Yeah, I, I don't even want to. I
2: know people love the road warriors, blah 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 blah. blah. But they're they're, all, they're fucking overrated. Dude. I'm not saying they didn't work hard, but from a character perspective, they're overrated.
1: They're totally overrated. I agree. That's gonna be a tough thing for people to hear, but it is overrated. It was the same thing over and over know. again.
2: People get better. That's what it is. Athletes get better. Right.
1: And that team as a group didn't get better.
2: Well, they were great as a group, but as individuals,
1: they weren't... I mean,
2: come on. That's why they had to fucking stay a tag team.
0: Right.
2: Hawk isn't the same without Animal. Animal wasn't the same without Hawk. Like, I'm not looking at Hawk in these episodes we've covered and like, oh, this guy should be fucking ECW world champion. Right? No, not I was at all. thinking that. Nobody.
1: No, nobody's thinking.
2: Just like, ah, oh, where's the animal? When's he going to get back with animals? animal? Yeah, where's the animal?
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's the problem with Hawk, is that he thought he could do without Animal.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: fine. I couldn't. Yeah. He's got the look and everything, but like, I don't know. Now, Maybe like. Based on what I watched for that documentary, and, you know, this is all new, and this may be old news to many people, but from what I watched is that Animal was pissed off, like, Hey, you're using our fucking gimmick. (laughs) You left me. You fucking disappeared. I was ready to continue our WWF contract in 92, and you just disappeared, and then you show up in Japan being the road warrior hawk and joining with a Japanese wrestler as being like a road warrior, and you fucking basically kicked me out of my own gimmick with you. Which isn't right. Yeah, it's not fair. It's like, oh, I'm going to make money however I can fucking make it. So fuck you. And that, yeah. Like, yeah. That's bullshit. Like, being you, we're buddies. I'm never, like, if we were actually making money out of something, I wouldn't have fuck you out of money for something that we did together. You know? Hell no. Like, no way. And that's what they <laughs> did. That's their team. Like, they were partners. And now, oh, I'm going to make money on this gimmick that we did together. That's bullshit.
2: Yeah. So. Try to golf alone and. No, there's I don't know. Animal would have been the same way. That's why they're the Road Warriors. No one cared about Road Warrior Hawk. (laughs) He didn't get over an ECW the way he thought he was. Right. So I guess I take back what I said. The Road Warriors as as a tag team aren't that overrated. But when you if you if you separate them and you just make them individuals, they are definitely overrated. Yeah. Or like they're not. They're they're kind of borderline irrelevant.
1: If you take them out of nineteen eighty seven. They're irrelevant. Yeah, that's my opinion. And I mean, I loved
2: them as a kid, but in hindsight, like you watch the matches that some tag teams have put are putting on over the past twenty years, even which is generous, say twenty five years. Like, could could, could ha- Road, the Road Warriors' best match stand up to any of the any tag team any of the top ten tag team matches over the past twenty years? Well, I'm saying
1: no. Well, it's a different time, so I think. Like depending on the era that you're talking about. So their their time frame is really late eighty like mid eighties to early nineties. So I think they fit in that time and they could be a great team in that time. But even in the late nineties, when they go in actually no, the early nineties, when they come back into WWF, they're still pretty good in WWF, but they don't mean as much in that tag team division. So it's kind of weak there. So that diminishes them a little bit. And then when they come back in the later 90s, it's like uh eh, you don't fit anymore. So even though in memory you might be this great tough powerful team, but you don't really mean shit anymore. So yeah, the, like
2: bit, I'm, I'm sure they had great ma- – you're right. I take that back because in the 80s, I'm sure they had great feuds, especially with like midnight, the Full Horseman, the midnight fucking – Yeah, Midnight Express, the Steiner Brothers. I remember them having a feud with the Steiner Brothers in my, when I was very, very young because like I was a WCW viewer before I was a WWF viewer. Right. You know, we, we've had this discussion. Yeah. And it, that was because of my father. My father was a WCW guy. Was. Even like during the Monday Night Wars was a WCW guy. And, like, I, I swear I remember the Road Warriors feuding with the Steiner Brothers as a kid. Yeah, man, and I was, like, torn because I thought the Road Warriors were so cool because they had, like, the fucking pads. But I thought the Steiner Brothers were cool because they were, like, legit wrestlers. Like, I knew they were legit because fucking Rick Steiner had the headpiece on and they wore, like, you know <laughs> traditional singlets, you know?
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent. It's just that Hawk had that promo at the end of this episode of ECW, and and this big episode that just happened with Dark Side of the Ring. Like, yeah, there's a lot of hype between them. Fucking yeah, I, yeah. I don't, don't know. They
2: they were just outside like the 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 prime interest of my like wrestling hood. So people are. Older people, especially are all about ah, oh, Row warriors are so fucking great. It's like yeah, they were traveling and shit, but like punch for punch, shot for shot, match for match. Like, they could they really match up against like I hate to say it, the Hardys,
0: <laughs>
2: Edge and Christian, <laughs> you know?
1: Ah, fuck you! Some arguments with that. Good, I hope uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I embrace the arguments.
2: I'm, I'm three glasses of Glenlivet deep, so. <laughs> But I, I still think I'm right.
1: But it doesn't matter. The morning, I still think I'm right. It's our views. It's here on the Extreme ECW live cast. And this whole discussion became because of Hawk fucking talking bullshit. So yeah, if we want to talk shit about the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom, that's what we're going to talk about right now. Yeah. Because... Hawk was not a good defender of the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors. Oh, no, okay. no.
2: Like, I don't get hyped. We, we've been watching for a year now. Like you said, one-year anniversary. So we, we've we seen some very bad wrestling and, you know, characters. And I'm not watching this like, ah, Hawk should be world champion. That never crossed my fucking mind. Did it cross yeah. yours?
1: So what is he fucking doing here? Yeah, right. Get people uh. in the seats, I guess. But who the fuck cares about Hawk.
2: Yeah, I'm like I can't wait to the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV
1: to see where fucking Hawk lands. Like, I lived in 1994, and even as a fucking 11 year old, if I lived in Pennsylvania, Hawk is not drawing me to the arena. Bottom line, Uh, probably
2: he he would still draw me. He was still a draw. draw I'm not taking that away from him. Of course he would. He'd draw most people. He was still a road warrior. Like, what, like you said, an animal's animal's gripe was like the fact that he was using the World Warrior name. That alone would have drawn me in. What? At 34 years old, fuck no.
1: I'm saying fucking no. I'm saying years old? I didn't yeah. care about the
2: Road Warriors.
1: Oh, I did. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, I thought
2: the Road Warriors were the best tag team ever when I was a kid. But as I get older, and you start to watch like different tag teams, they're not like, in my opinion, based on what I've watched, like a top three tag team. Well,
1: that's a different perspective. To go from what you thought at 12 to what you thought at 35, 36.
2: What? You think more rationally at 36. I was a moron. I was 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking enamored by their fucking spike on their shoulder pads. And they had a cool finishing maneuver. Like, to keep my attention span for 25, 30 minutes, which is what you need out of wrestling nowadays? No fucking way.
1: I get right? to see your point there. Yeah. But I was... For my sake, I would say, you know, at that time, at that age where you're high on the road, Warriors, I was. You weren't? Uh, no shit. No, I wasn't. Because. You're a smart wrestling fan as a kid. I wasn't. No, I wasn't smart. I was just. I liked the Heart Foundation. <laughs> I liked. <laughs> yeah. I liked Demolition. You yeah, were it's du- like they you were great w- for the time. You were a WCW yeah. guy.
2: They were great for the time, but I don't know. Could could their era work? Could their? I don't think I could confidently say their style, gimmick, and everything could work in any era of wrestling. And I think that's kind of what it boils down to, right? Like who who who's fluid to bunch from era to era to wrestling? What tag teams are? I don't think they're top three. I I think if I did if I put some thought into it, I could think of three teams better.
1: Mm. Shit, I want to hear that discussion. But we can't yeah, have know, that discussion now. No, I got to yeah. defend
2: it. Don't beat the glitter of that
1: talk. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, realistically. This is, this is what like, I was say. On. They're not yeah. one of the top three. But shit, we're talking to an audience. This is the BTT army that we're talking I to. Know. And you're saying, I, I, one I love the I love, love, love and <laughs> Dome. I love the Road Warriors. Most loyal teams. It's not part of your top three. And I know, I get it. It's like, you know,
2: Jerry West, great basketball <laughs> player, play point guard. Greatest point guard of all. You think Jerry West could fucking D-up Russell Westbrook, who's not the best point guard in the NBA, right in 2020? In you think Jerry West could D-up or, or, or would beat Russell Westbrook to 1v1? Or in a team game in 2020, are taking Jerry West over Russell Westbrook? No. No. Of course not. Right? <laughs> but Jerry West like, ah, he's a top five point guard all the time. Why? <laughs> because he was in 1960? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be rational here. Oh, Not a to good compare point. Road <laughs> Warriors to Gerald West I, just, I, <laughs> no, no. I think everyone gets what I'm trying to I, say. I
1: think that was great. That was great. That was a great yeah. comparison. That was a great way to bring that up and get people thinking, Alright, yeah, he, he actually recognizes the importance of the Road Warriors, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So Shit! I wanna hear what you guys have to say. And we have two weeks until our next episode, so hit us up on our Twitter, and that's at ExtremeCast to let you to let us know what you think of what we talked about on this special one-year anniversary of the Extreme ECW Livecast. Alright, so in two weeks we'll be back. On June 3rd. And I'll be. Covering episodes. 52 and 53. From April 12th. And April 19th of 1994. And this week. On JV and I show. The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. It'll be episode 72. And we are covering January of 2001. And it's going to be. Starting off with January 8th. And we're going to be building up to. January 18th. And that's the road to the Royal Rumble. So we're covering all of that lead up to the Royal Rumble on this week's episode. And then the prior week, we'll be covering the Royal Rumble watch-along and discussion style. So check those two episodes coming out, episode 72 and 73 of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. If you want to follow us on, Twitter, I'm Mike Pru at NPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage and follow us on the ECW Extreme Cast at ExtremeCast. JV, any final words before we head out?
2: No, I think I think I backed myself up into a big enough corner. <laughs> <where
1: I'm laughs> well, I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was great. Hey. That's what we do here. If you want to say fuck Hawk, fuck the Road Warriors, you fucking say fuck Hawk and fuck the Road Warriors. I respect
2: this. It's weird because I'm like (laughs) 30-some years old. I'm like, oh, these guys (laughs) suck. Like, you know, fucking coaching and criticizing from a fucking couch. But, you know, get my fucking point. It's part of the entertainment fact. It's like I don't want, like, animal to hear this and be like, this guy's a fucking retard.
1: (laughs) Well, there's been other stuff that we've said before.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: It's all our own opinion. And guess what? It's on a small feed. It's on the BTT Patreon feed. $5 <laughs> tier. Not many yeah. people here. It's probably like a handful of people. You know, it's probably 30 people. I could teach a classroom of people about this. And, yeah. you know, it'd be a fucking it's great time. just always to
2: criticize somewhere that has like more athleticism in their pinky than I have probably my whole body. Like, this guy sucks. Shut up, five. You know, it's like Watching a figure skate fucking contest in the Olympics. And you sit from your couch like,
4: dude, that was a sloppy fucking landing.
2: Like I could go <laughs> on skates and do like a 360 fucking flip.
1: You know? Yeah, but no shit. What do, what do people do every Sunday when they watch football? What <laughs> yeah, do people do? True. Like what do all these sports writers do when they write about the Red yeah. Sox or the Yankees and talk about the ins and outs of
2: what or they're Peyton talks. The guy has like
1: fucking top three touchdowns all time. That guy's right. just not good, like all these sports writers. <laughs> like, hey, we're doing this for fun, and if your listeners are out there, you're listening to us for fun. That's that's all it is. And especially if they're paying to listen, and they actually continue to listen, they're listening for fun. So if we say shit that they don't agree with, they'll say, "Ah, that fucking dumbass yeah. is right there." and Then they'll listen next week. So,
2: <laughs> oh, they'll tweet me. I hope. I hope I get some hate tweets.
1: Yeah, get some hate tweets. Give us some tweets. Yeah, haven't got a good hate tweet in a while. And Rick Bibi, we know you have more to say. And with that said, (laughs) we want you to say more. And Frank Galves out there. Keep sending those tweets, but spread it out there. Tell your friends. Rick, Frank, tell your friends. I I was also on the BTT special chat that they had on Friday as we're recording this. It was May 15th. Many of you guys reached out. Spread the word. You listen to us? Spread the word. Don't keep it a secret. I know we like yeah. to keep things secret about what we like, but spread it out.
2: Yeah, I think I think the BTT army needs to grow. Yeah. It's it's dark times right now. BTT army needs to grow.
1: Right, so, you know, everything's great with the regular BTT shows, but you know, world class is the even- World Class Cast has a good following with Lance and Mike. But this is the only show without Mike. (laughs) This is the original non-Mike BTT show. So support us. Spread it out there. Help us grow. So, (laughs) with that said, we are wrapping up here. And again, Rick Beebe, thank you for all your support. And you got another fucking request because, hey, you're listening and you're putting in the request. So here's another song for you. And we're going to wrap things up with some Pantera. JV, when's the last time you heard fucking Pantera?
2: Actually, last time Planet Fitness was open.
1: Oh, shit. So that's
2: been. Yeah, Pantera's on my uh, playlist. Yeah. All
1: right. So this song is called I'm Broken. Oh, nice. And it's from Dude, the Rick's killed it. These two songs today. Fucking awesome.
2: Two it, songs for this episode are gonna be fucking money. I love I love how it's two different genres, too. Two totally different genres.
1: Yeah. And it's, someone can really appreciate. And it's both from nineteen ninety-four, right around this time of ECW. Perfect. So thanks, Rick BB, for that. And hey, we're out of here. And we'll see you in two weeks. And we'll be covering. The next two weeks of ECW TV, and that is April 12th and April 19th of 1994. I'm Mike Pru, along with JV, as always,
5: so long.